This week on Prequel Sequel Remake. Whoa, 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 wait a second. You check the body for semen? I regret my need, my need to surf. Where is the tank girl? The liquid exits the tube, you're now a sharkman. Don't miss Prequel Sequel Remake. Some movies shouldn't exist. Let's pretend they do. I'm Peter Hunter. I'm Desmond Ports. And I'm Scott Hanshu. And welcome once again to Prequel Sequel Remake! Woo! Uh, movie and comedy podcast where we do what now? Uh, we take movies that haven't had prequels, sequels, or remakes and we give them that very thing. Um, yeah, and this week, um, it's a very special week for a number of reasons. Uh, first of all, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Uh, t- Thanksgiving? I thought it was Trainsgiving. No, it's Thanksgiving. Oh. Yeah. Well. There, it's it's a locomotives. In, it's like, you know, it's a, it's all around appreciating. We don't want to discriminate against different things that have wheels and move. That's true. And are, are very, very massive in size. <laughs> uh, this, uh, this is all true. Um, but, yes, yeah, so it's Thanksgiving. If you clicked on the episode title, you probably know why. But um, what you probably don't know is that we have a special guest this week. Um, First ever out of studio guest. He is a comedian, a podcaster, a writer, and a pretty decent shit poster on Twitter. Uh, This (laughs) is Brock Wilbur. Brock, how are you doing? Uh, That's a fucking incredible intro, goddamn you. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> and way to kick it off with just a really worthy pun of what our friendship is, has half wrought. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, acceptable shit posting. That is a good summary of the friendship so far. Um, I didn't know I was the first out of town guy, and now some of the technical difficulties of our pre show have been explained to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Well, it's got to be a first time for everything, true. and um, you know we we just want to welcome you onto the show and thank you for being with us right now. Yeah, thank oh, you. It's for, so nice for you to have me. Uh, please, the honor's all ours. Thank you for listening enough to want to be on the thing. Jeez. Or should we say? Thank you, because uh. you know this is the time of year where we all get together, and uh, especially in America. A big military emphasis. So we like to give tanks to the rest of the world. We you do know? like hashtag uh, give tanks. It's not so much a give as like a sell at an exorbitant rate, but yeah, selling is going to call it a give. <laughs> you, think, you think tanks are fast? You should see trains. Um, yeah. So, um, so Brock, when it's, I- it's also nice that Peter Peter reached out about the show and was. We were talking about how one organically grows the audience of a show, and he was like, "Well, I have some issues with getting uh, celebrity guests on because there's seven pages of homework that everyone has to do before they can be on." It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm willing to contribute that. So I hope that I'm the first of many more, much bigger names that are willing to uh, invest the time required to guest on your show. That's that's <laughs> awesome. Please, yeah. yeah, that's definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. No, the, 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 you know, the criteria is that you have to write a fanfic, and that, <laughs> then you could be on. There you go. Yeah, it took us a while to land on fanfic. But I was like, yeah, it's... No, it was a, it was a revelation <laughs> not, when Desmond pointed it out. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> holy shit, we are writing fanfiction. But I just always associated fanfiction with things like, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey and, like, really, like, overtly sexual Smutty. stuff. And, like, yeah. you know... Like I have no uh, no guarantees about what we'll get into tonight. So <laughs> before um, I speak too soon. Yeah, like we've said before, we do not read each other's scripts beforehand, for better or for worse. That's how we do it. Um, and Desmond, what movie are we scripting today? Bring it in, Thanksgiving, trains giving, uh, giving whatever whatever you want to call it. Okay, um, I'm I'm going with trains. But I mean, if you just want to be different for the sake of it, Des, <laughs> then you know you can go ahead. So uh, the time. <laughs> 
The title of the film today is Tank Girl, uh, released in 1995, directed by Rachel Talele. Talele? Yeah, I think I'm saying that right. It's it's fine. Uh, yeah. Starring Lori Petty, Naomi Watts, Malcolm McDowell, and Ice-T. <laughs> Based on an underground comic of the same name, an eccentric post-apocalyptic punk goes on a journey to destroy an evil company controlling the world's water supply. In doing so, she discovers a little bit about friendship, mutant kangaroos, and literally every man will become a rapist once society crumbles. Yeah, it's harsh but fair, Des. Um, yeah, Tank Girl. Um, so, Brock, when I asked you to be on the show, I sent you a list of three movies. It was Tank Girl, and I believe it is both the movies we'll be doing for the holiday season. And um, you ran towards <laughs> Tank Girl um, as opposed to either of those. Um, what, what is your association with this film, uh, Tank Girl? Uh, mostly it is one of... Uh it is it is the sort of thing that for a decade and a half i've seen maybe the first 15 minutes in many different situations uh be they parties or be they nights that it's like you know what it's time to fucking do it uh and uh and never got farther than that uh for various reasons uh mostly alcohol related uh so this was the chance to be like you know what i know times are hard i know i'm busy I have to sit down this week and finally watch all of Tank Girl. And boy, right after the election, what a good time to just be like, <laughs> let's cozy up uh, with some uh, Rachel and uh, and just really have a good time. Yeah, man. Uh, a good time was had. Oh <laughs> yeah. Was it? Was it this, there's so many questions here. Yeah, yeah, okay, so yeah. let's 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 start at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is based on a British comic book created by Jamie Hewlett and Alan Martin. Uh, Hewlett is the co-creator of Gorillas, um, which I think is that's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah that absolutely. is awesome. I had Definitely no idea awesome. that was a connection, but now that I'm seeing it, the connections are being made somewhere in between my ears in there. Yeah, I mean, you look, at, you look at the Tank Girl art, and it's like, oh, yeah, dur. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, which, which, I don't yeah. know. I've never read the comic book. It looks, uh, the art looks lovely. I don't know anything about it really past that. Um, uh, the animated sequences in the art. You saw the comic great. book in the movie. Well, you don't yeah. have to say, I didn't see the comic book. Well, there you go. There yeah. you go. Well, that, well I don't want to get too much into that, because I have something to say about that later. Ah. Uh, uh, how I feel about that. Yeah. That, that whole business. But, I, I, okay, I, I guess we can assume that was not original artwork that was just pages of the comic book yeah. in the movie. I mean, uh, on, well, there's definitely yeah. some fully animated sequences. Oh yeah, well, that's that, let, let, yeah. There's a let's yeah, well, let's keep yeah, that yeah, separate. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, the yeah, animated yeah. sequences from the comic book panels used as establishing shots. But anyway, um, Tank Girl is a young woman who lives in a a, a house. <laughs> with a bunch of children somehow. and her boyfriend somehow. Yeah. Uh, a comet hit and the the world's been in a drought for the past 10 years. Instead of destroyed, just a drought. Just a drought. Just, just a, a drought. drought. We got off easy. Um, uh, there's an evil corporation called Water and Power uh, run by Malcolm McDowell who just doesn't give a fuck in this at all. Oh, classic Malcolm McDowell phone-in. Like, it's one of his many SAG credit roles, I feel. This, this, is, this is, I think, equal in part to his wing commander roles. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're uh, talking about the bad guy? Yes. Yeah, oh, okay. uh, uh, yeah. Alex Delarge. Yeah, so. yeah, from uh, from the old uh, um, Clockwork Orange. Clockwork Orange. Uh, yeah, Rita and I were talking about it. It's like, oh, we could do Clockwork Orange. And we thought about it for a second. We're like, 
Yeah, nah. <laughs> Let's not do <laughs> Clockwork Orange. <laughs> no, nothing, nothing not. fun about that Ooh. one. Yeah, no, no, no. But anyway, uh, he and his company end up killing um, Tank Girl's boyfriend and kidnapping uh, one of the little little children. Sam? A girl named Sam, Sam yeah, yeah. Who, who's very close with Rebecca, you know, Tank, Tank, Tank Girl. Girl. Rebecca Buck uh, is her name. Um, and she goes on a journey to save her. Um, she eventually gets kidnapped. Or, uh, I'm sorry, captured by the company. Um, and there she meets Jet Girl, played by Naomi Watts. Um, I bet you can guess what she drives and her gimmick is. Uh, is it a train? Maybe. They also it's... briefly meet the submarine girl, who I guess was supposed to figure more largely into the plot than she actually. She just ended up in that one scene. Yeah, the, the, like the a... other uh, Cusack. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the third Cusack. The third one. Yeah, well, not Joan or John, the third one. Is it Jane? I don't know. Uh, I think it's Anne. Is it Um, Anne? Wow. Uh, thinking what a a state on theme with the Jays. It's it's a Wilson Brothers scenario. You know Owen. You might know Luke. Would you know there's a third one? Andrew. Yeah, I do. Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you for knowing (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey. Yeah, there we go. You know. I watch Wes Anderson movies. What can I say? (laughs) Um, Things happen in this movie, which leads to one thing or another. There's music and songs. Uh, Then we meet a bunch of kangaroos. For some reason, kangaroo men. Kangaroo men. <laughs> kangaroo they men. were men. Now uh, they're kangaroo men. Except for the one who was a dog. He says he was a dog. <laughs> I was thinking, like, wait a minute. You turned a dog into a man. So then he was a man dog, and then you turned him into a kangaroo man. Dog. Like, <laughs> a lot of variables going on in that. Like, it does not sound uh, uh, like uh, anything outside of mad science, which is, you know, I guess what, what we it get is. from uh, from that guy. Yeah. Well, spoiler alert to our listeners: uh, if you haven't seen it, which I hope you have, uh, Tank Girl and Jet uh, team up with said kangaroo men and they save the day and save the girl and that's really about it so let's yeah. get to the nitty gritty uh how do we feel about this movie gentlemen um i feel there's feelings that need to be put out let's sh- sure um, should we start, start with, with the people Brock. who liked it <laughs> um yeah who liked it i like this movie i liked it a lot yeah. I, I had a ton of fun with tank girl wow. um i had um, mixed feelings yes well um no i think tank girl was badass because you know a it's like this is like the most feminist hero story I've ever seen on the screen. I mean, I'm surprised Tank Girl doesn't get brought up more often in that realm. This is, I think it's an empowering movie in a lot of ways, but it's also just like, she's just like, uh, you know, just like this fuck you to authority attitude, which I totally dig on. Um, and also for a comic book movie, maybe people don't like this, but I actually thought that the all the animated sequences integrated within it added to it because I don't see that at all in, a, in any kind of, you know, comic book movies now that all seem to be, you know, rather serious in tone. Uh, I just liked that it was just, you know, it was a good old fun time. Lots of wacky gadget clothing and weird accessories and neon and, uh, yeah. Um, I, I liked it. It was way different, you know, seeing it as an adult because I remember seeing a scene as a child where she's like cutting her bra off and like there's like a dude standing there. Oh, yeah. And yeah. like, that was really weird for me as a kid. I was like, I do not know what's going on, but I feel like this is wrong. And I was right. <laughs> it was wrong. <laughs> uh, Brock, what were your general thoughts? Oh, boy. Uh, boy, howdy. Do, do I uh, not, not love what this is because it is uh, it is the idea of what feminism should be but it is all through the male gaze and in, and the male gaze is only given to us uh, uh, either via rape uh, or attempted rape or it is given to us through kangaroo people with uh, 
only non-white people turned into kangaroo people post this drought, which don't know why that happened to the drought, but the kangaroo people are the only ones that have any sort of Afro culture about them and that magical creatures, uh, which is uh, fucking disturbing. Uh, and then, uh, you know, Tank Girl has a sexuality that is, but like, it's, it's more just this sort of anarchy and then uh, it is played to be like, well, this is power over the sexuality of, of them, but also it is not an escape from that. I do not love this. <laughs> wow. Well, um, opposite of you, Scott. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. I had thought about the fact that there really are no people of color in this movie aside from the kangaroos. Though I guess those aren't people. The kangaroo. People. I mean, yeah, they the kangaroo. It doesn't. People. I mean, they were people. But I think that it, you know, it still treats. I mean, they're speaking English, <laughs> so it still treats them as like you know equals and as beings. And I think that that's one of the things that the movie does really well. I mean, I you know, I think that it, it, it is. I think it is relatively empowering. I mean, I think it is. It isn't. It isn't just showing like rapes. At least in my opinion, it isn't just showing rape scenarios and weird sexual harassments to. You know, uh, as many movies will do to to show the men in power, it shows it it shows them to show that hey, this this shit happens in this scenario. This is probably going to be happening, and then here's how Tank Girl turns it all around with them. I'm a, uh, 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 I, I, mean, I did make a list of all of the different feminist things around there. We don't have to <laughs> but also all, all right the now. minorities and their culture. The minorities literally become animals, uh, so it's. <laughs> I, I I have a hard time walking that back. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, believe, I, I guess I, I believe that this is proto feminist. I believe that this was feminist at the time, and I believe that through a modern gaze, it is a disaster, right, <laughs> especially well, from anything beside white feminism. Well, Daz, what do you what are your thoughts? Oh, I, I I thought this movie was rad. I'm I'm, I'm with you on it. Um, I I, I think every every villainous character is like defying trait being they're a rapist kind of is a bit much um especially when you do get to the kangaroos <laughs> and even them are, are yeah. kind of rapey they're like true, implying yeah true, yeah, true. yeah. I, I think the one god what was his I name i think they're just horny and, and and you know cooped up sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah uh uh but, yeah, but, but, but once you get tank to them girl is hot <laughs> tank girl's got a fucking going on but once you get to them and and the one kangaroo donner is kind of like like insinuating like yeah hey wait we should have him passed out so he can do things yeah, that's kind of like well fuck you had me with the villains all just being horrible but now now these guys are gross yeah uh, didn't uh, like that uh, part fuck of that I, I, I thought the movie's sweet. I like Tank Girl's character. She's kind of like Bugs Bunny. Um, more more Bugs Bunny than Lola Bunny. Ever she was. is very Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's de that's definitely true. Yeah, um, Naomi Watts is basically like Butters. Just just. Can't, <laughs> I got Velma from Na Naomi Watts. Yeah, yeah. It's not just because of the brunette with the hair, but or see, maybe it is mostly. I, I like Butters. That's hair. funny. It's kind of sad and like unfortunate. Um, yeah, but uh, see, I thought that the Tank Girl, you know, she took uh, Naomi Watts's character and the. At the beginning who was very timid and you know wasn't gonna stand up for herself and and by the end she she totally empowered her and turned her around into 
someone who could stand up for herself and had a really cool style and was then like, hey, I can fly a fucking plane, you know, whatever. So it's all jet. So, you know, she jet. can fly a jet. It's a really sweet scene where it's an, um, it's an aviation device. <laughs> I mean, it's not planes giving, right? right? But she, it could be. She's not plane girl. It she's could be jet girl. It's not jets giving. It's not. It's, um, it's Thanksgiving. It's hashtag Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. There's that, that, that really sweet scene where, um, um, kind of in the beginning, Tank Girl like like tells her, "Oh, you're pretty. You should you, you shouldn't cover your mouth when you smile. Like we're friends, and it's a nice little friendship moment um, with them." And I think uh, Malcolm McDowell as the villain is just like, what, what, "What's going on there? Is there a bunch of on the cutting room floor?" Uh, uh, he's <laughs> just like a generic <laughs> white capitalist. Like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, money. I'm sorry, Doctor, but I see the glass is half full. Oh my god, I, I fucking cringed at that point. Uh, little <laughs> fucking machine. Yeah. I will say, bold of this movie to handle a water issue um, without having a main character pee into a glass, then DP the glass, and then drink the pee water. Yeah, I'm surprised. I like that... calling it DP. That's nice. Uh, <laughs> but we do have to circle back for people that want to watch. The villain in this has a water bottle that he can plug into your body, and it sucks all your blood out. And then from the blood makes water that you can drink in like a Nalgene. Uh, and Malcolm McDowell takes several really cool sips of water from people that he's just killed. Uh, and uh, there is no term given in the movie for this. Did you guys have a term for what the murder water bottle, the, the death Nalgene is? Uh, it's... Sort of a thingy. <laughs> yeah. That's what I would. A you know, it's, a, uh, yeah. it's a who's it or a what's it? We would, or even we're a, not technical. Uh, a wing ding, even <laughs> a wing maybe. Ding. Yeah, not a web ding. No, not a. W- <laughs> That's a font. <laughs> or even a wing ding too. <laughs> yes. No. 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 Uh, 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 no. Uh, I, I, I would call it the plug pump or something. <laughs> the no, pl- no. Oh, the plug pump. Oh, sounds- the plug pump. I like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I believe that sounds like it belongs out of like sex criminals or something. Yeah, yeah I, I can't pump, deny yeah. the truth of that. Yeah. Um, um, I will circle back since I, I didn't really get to give my thoughts. Oh no, yeah, no, 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 please, please, please. Um, I this I think overall I thought this movie was okay. Um, there were moments I really liked. Um, there were really good highs. I would say. Yeah. I would say there's no reason this movie needs to be like two hours long. Um, a lot of characters seemed almost superfluous, not almost superfluous to me. Um, it took a while to get going. Um, there were some tank girl moments. I think Lori Petty is pretty charming at times when she like breaks that dude's neck with her legs. It's like, ah, that's a pretty transparent, like feminism thing. But yeah, cool. That's cool. Like that's cool for a mid nineties movie to do. You know, when you have friggin' like everything else that happened in the nineties. It's she- like good to have that moment. Um, I, yeah, if I would classify it as if I couldn't watch this for free with my cable subscription, I would have been <laughs> mildly upset that I had to pay for it for the podcast. Hmm. I feel but, like this was on Comedy Central a bunch back in the day or something. I, I definitely saw it on TV a few times. Um, yeah, but yeah, going back to the the comic book panels, um, don't want to forget that. No, uh, frequently throughout this film, comic book panels are used as establishing shots. I hate that. I absolutely hate and, that. How is and it? not just establishing shots as as action stuff too. Which you would think like, oh, if they're going to use that for the action stuff, it's like uh, uh, you already brought up like butters, so we can do the South Park connection. It's like the episode where Kenny has the PSP and he's controlling the armies of God, and like yes. they're just like, wow, you can't see this, but this is the biggest war sequence of all time. Bigger than all, all, all the other movies, and you're just, you can't see the thing. And you would think that like 
what they would use it for here with their limited, limited budget would be for those shots to take the place of things like that or to take the place of action sequences that they can't pull off. Instead, it's it's transitionary shots in the middle of, of action sequences often. It is establishing shots too. Cutting, cutting ahead. I, we didn't have to spoil this, but like Malcolm McDowell gets the pluggy plug thing shoved into him, and his water gets drained out of his body, uh, and it just cuts back and forth between the the ultimate scene of the and these comic book shots of a character that is barely his character, and like the water bottle fills, and like a goldfish winds up in there, and so what you can really tell is that like so much of this was just the production art that they made for this, either from the comic books or stuff that they made for the film before they even had it cast. Because a lot of these characters do not correspond to what the person in the scene is wearing or even what the actor looks like. Uh, and so it is just a, a random grab bag of like when they'll choose to like throw these sort of shots in. Yeah, you're totally right because the 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 the, the, the Kessley, Keesley uh, comic book rendition is almost Malcolm McDowell but not to, it's it's silly yeah concept art or something uh, looks like uh, well I think ultimately yeah. it was the reason that it was in the movie at all is budget issues yeah and I mean you know that it, it is what it is but apparently the people who wrote the comic book weren't fans of the movie so you know it's definitely it's fair that it's a polarizing movie I mean it probably was then too and uh Maybe that doesn't that I, just make it a little bit more I, empowering. I did read that they had to take out of, of the first draft. They took out the fact that uh, Tank Girl winds up in this uh, interspecies relationship, uh, and then they sort of slowly added it back in in later drafts after the movie was already in production. Because even with MGM, they knew like no one's going to give us money for a movie about a hero that starts fucking a kangaroo at some point. Yeah, that's a whole uh, thing and they don't get to that in this movie at this point. But they like. There is a lot of relationship stuff in there between them, which is actually one of the most interesting and probably best parts of the film. Uh, and they're like, we just have to cut all of that because uh, we can't get money with what this is. I do know that about the comic book that Booga is like just her boyfriend, like her almost her manslave. He'll do whatever she she tells him to, and yeah, they they definitely play up the fact that they're sleeping together in that comic but, book a yeah. lot more. Yeah, than, and in the movie, I think in this BoJack world, uh, you could probably get away with. it. Oh, you definitely now. could yeah. now. Yeah. Well, the thing is, oh, that's that a really they, good point. <laughs> they they omitted the uh, see, and it, it, so it was progressive, right? But anyway, it, it's it's. It, they also uh, uh, omitted uh, a five thousand dollar prosthetic kangaroo man uh, member. Yeah, that uh, they, they paid for, and they're like, "Yeah, no, you can't show that." And it's like, "Yeah, no, you can't fucking show that." <laughs> what were you thinking? <laughs> kind of jumped the gun on on that one. But on the comic book sequences, I want to keep those separate from the animated sequences. There's one that caps off the film, and there's one smack in the middle. I think those are absolutely wonderful. Um, a hard agree. Uh, agree I, I think yeah. they're great. I, I kind of wish the whole movie was just an animated feature in that style. I know how ridiculous that is. That is, that is my note I'm looking at right here. Okay. Like They're very in the style of like Aeon Flux. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like, especially in 95, 96, that would have done much better. I feel like the 20. 20- Five million they invested in this would have gone better invested into into overseas animation to make that movie. Yeah, yeah, I do like the line at the end, Jet, for oh, Jet yeah. Girl, uh, uh, when when she's confronted with that gross dude who's been fucking harassing her the entire film and long before we meet her in the film and he, he says uh he just has his hands up and he's like oh fuck me i told you i don't want to shoots him in the face 
rad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was into that. That brothel uh, nightclub scene is weird. I think that's, to me, the one scene where I was, like, not about it. Until the musical interlude. That was fun. Which <laughs> apparently went on forever in the first few edits. Oh, damn. Where they're just, really? like, singing and singing and singing. So, yeah, maybe cut that down. But you got you yeah, got Iggy Pop as a pedophile in it. I don't know. Sure. Not, not, not. They, they do all of Cole Porter's Let's Do It in a in a brothel but uh, there isn't like no connective narrative through line as to why they wind up here. I think you're just partying and having a good time yeah. rolling around in the desert <laughs> with the tank. Uh, which oh. I, I, I want to oh. make a point. She we can should. she can uh, uh, she can whistle or she can call to her tank. So that means the tank is is sentient tank <laughs> that like follows her around and like you, you like call to it. That's, yes. that's awesome. It's like a dog. Know? That yeah. is yeah. rad. The yeah. tank. Yeah. The tank. The tank is hella fun. Number cool. one complaint. More glory shots of the tank. The tank. Look at production stills. The tank looks super fucking cool. It's like hardly it's a real shown. Tank. Like hardly shown in its full thing. It's got like the back end of like a '69 like coupe attached to it. It's got like multiple <laughs> levels and stuff. It's really cool. She's got lawn chairs in the top. Yeah. Uh, there's that one part she's decorations. Where she's, yeah. yeah. Like everybody else looks so just blah and just like I'm depressed because the world is basically <laughs> over. And she's like, I'm not letting that get me down. Look at how cool and neon and '90s all these pair of I've got all over the thing like peace west side you know what I mean? she mods that thing out immediately yeah yeah um the, 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 there's that one part where she's like perched on the the tank's um barrel gun well what do you, what do you call it's that a barrel. The barrel? Yeah, the barrel of the, I don't know. the thing. Yeah. Um, the cannon, the barrel of the cannon, or mortar yeah. thing, whatever. whatever we know, everyone knows what we're talking about. Yeah, it's yeah. sweet. She like, jumps <laughs> to the, 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 the convoy, and, and it's a super Mad Maxi moment. It's badass. It is. It is. Oh, uh, I'll, I'll close that out with, like, this is this is the best that I have to say about the movie, uh, and, uh, and this ties in, like, the animated comic sequences and stuff. Uh, I read an article like a year or two ago about how like the the albums of of this time period, like Paul's Boutique and Odelay and stuff, could never happen now because all the samples that they're built off of would each cost like a million dollars to use. Uh, and that's very much what this film felt like. It feels like it's samples from so many different things that are not its origin property or the original art, but it like just keeps adding layers and layers on stuff like that which like now i think that 25 million dollar film as as bad as it looks would be a hundred million dollar film because you'd have to like i don't know the the comic book artists would demand just as much uh pay as what they probably deserve for being in the film versus like having their concept art just thrown up there uh and you know the animation sequences and and like all the goddamn music that's under it uh and ice tea of course being in here uh, <laughs> under so many layers of dog makeup that it's impossible. They do look yeah. much more like dogs than he was, I would perceive a kangaroo. Yeah. He was paid $800,000 to make that movie, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. He's just doing his normal shit, too. He's just <laughs> he's, exactly I, the same I, 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 You notice that in one scene where all of the kangaroo men get up and dance, and he, he's just like, I'm going to stand over on the side and scowl at you fucking assholes. <laughs> just, just like he doubts I, everything I, anyone says. I used to says. be a cop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and then I be, <laughs> became a cop again later for TV this time, and he did. It is weird that somebody that became famous for the song Cop Killer spent the rest of his career playing assorted law enforcement officers. 
Yes. Yeah. And always <laughs> yes, very always very confused about whatever the crime is. And apparently he's never eaten a bagel. <laughs> what was that of the he's, other day? <laughs> oh yeah, I did see that. I was like blowing up on Twitter that like Ice T was like I've never eaten a bagel and he's like lived in like New York for a long it's ass fucking time. Fucking lie, bro. <laughs> I mean he might not remember eating a bagel, but I feel like by accident or like a fa- like a you know, a mom or dad feeding to you when you're like a kid, you've eaten a bagel. He's got a, he's been going out of his way. He's terrified of bagels because there's that big hole in the middle of this <laughs> weird space. Why is there a space there? Normal bread yeah. doesn't have that. Hashtag yeah. flat bagels. <laughs> On the mean streets, never touch, never trust a bread roll. They, they got a hole punched through it. <laughs> I know about this. <laughs> All right, so just going around, uh, Desmond, would you recommend Tank Girl? Yeah, absolutely. Check it out. Uh, 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 see how you feel about it. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, Scott, would you recommend Tank Girl? I would. Uh, I think it's a good time. It's about this time of year when we should all be thinking about getting in our tanks and rolling over a few hundred uh, innocent people um, in tanks. Hashtag give tanks. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's not funny. It's not funny. Uh, All right, uh, Brock, would you recommend Tank Girl? Yeah, as a cultural artifact, absolutely throw this on. All right, and Peter, would you recommend Tank Girl? Oh, thank you, Peter. Um... Yeah. <laughs> Quiet, you. No one was asking. Yeah. I would have asked, you know, if I wanted to know. But, you know, it, it is weird because then you're always asking, and that's why it's like, well, who gets to ask Peter? I know, yeah. Who, years ago, Desmond. Who has the privilege? The privilege. The privilege. Uh, spoiler alert, it's not me. Oh. Oh. Well, you yeah. can. You just, get, you just jump in there. Established uh, I don't want to. All right. Oh. Well, we're going to have to talk about this later when we're off air. Um, well, the way, well, 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 let's just do uh, what we're here to do. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're here to make prequel sequels and remakes. Um, yes, know. I know. And uh, we'll also, since this is a guest episode, that means there will be a spinoff as well. So, <gasps> Ooh, spinoff round. Who gets the spinoff? I we'll don't know. Yeah, we'll when figure we it out. There. All right, um, so we're going to take a quick break right after this commercial message, and then we're going to come back <laughs> with the prequel, which this week is done by... Me, Desmond. All right, great. We'll be right back. Imagine a world where time drifts slowly. A world where music carries you away. You know what really makes us mad? Is wasting money on CDs with only one or two good CDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tunes, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Punk. Experience punk moods. When it comes to the music of the 90s, anything goes. The Ultimate Rock Collection is here! And you'll never get three CD set complete with punk. Basketball stars. Or take a trip into the unknown with the X-Files theme. Punk. Music today is everywhere. No other collection gives you the feeling of punk moods, feeling of pure punk. Call the number on your screen. I'll call today. You call now. Unbelievable. You're unbelievable. Do you remember when uh, Benicio del Toro was in that Wolfman movie? He was gonna. Oh, he, no, he that was. did happen. They made that. Oh my god, that did oh, totally fuck. happen. I forgot. 
Shit. They've All been, about that. They've been trying 2011 ish, 12 ish, maybe. They've been trying to make the friggin' like Universal Monsters cinematic universe, the dark universe. Like five or, different yeah, times. Yeah, they've tried so many times and failed every time. Some paper, like, I mean, uh, uh, expand universes, you're. Just like, you should just not. But just like, like Guillermo del Toro make all the movies. Just like him, let, let him make all of the Universal monster movies. No one will object. In, Zero people will object. In theory, you'd think like the Universal monster movie verse would work, but then again, it's like how the fuck does Dracula tie into to, to a mummy movie? Because Dracula fucks. Yeah, I mean Dracula does fuck. You have but. a girl mummy. You have a boy Dracula. A mummy fucks too. All right, mummies fuck too. Apparently, I never. I've only seen the Brendan Fraser mummy. I know there's like, who, who's in the original one? Is that Car uh, Karloff or something? Uh, Karloff plays the mummy in the first mummy thing. He's also the most famous Frankenstein's monster. I okay, is Karloff, or is that he Doctor Frankenstein? I don't fucking remember. Um, I should actually probably know this. Um, That's all good. Yeah. All right, uh, Brock, you strapped in. I'm strapped in. I agree. Also, the Scorpion King fucks. Let's agree. Oh, yes. hell yeah. Oh, yeah. That big oh, fucking yeah. lobster <laughs> claw and the, and the eyebrow going up. <laughs> I mean, while we're at it, Emotep does too. Oh, yeah. Arnold, Arnold Vuslu. That's true. He's yeah, a, awesome. He was, Arnold Vuslu. He's fucking handsome as hell. His skin was so smooth and crisp. He, <laughs> did, he replaced Liam Neeson as Dark Man. So there you go. Ah. That true, makes true, wow. true story. They, yeah. they, they uh, used over a half pound of butter on him every day on set of The Mummy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just can't uh, believe we're not recording this content. Oh, we're recording. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> we're 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 always taping. You know. Uh, and speaking of taping, Desmond prequels. Uh, all right, hey, it's your boy Desi B. I'm back again with prequel. Seems like it's been a minute, but I'm here leading leading the uh, the charge. So title. The Rippers Go West, The Big Vacation Adventure. <laughs> oh, no, boy. another Big Vacation Adventure. <laughs> oh. oh, this always ends well. Tagline, grab family and friends alike for the rootinest, tootinest good time featuring fun and game. Thrills. <laughs> Director, Old Dirty Bastard. <laughs> <clears throat> Synopsis. Booga, T-Saint, DT, and Donner, the squad of mutant kangaroos known as The Rippers, sit in their kitchen eating sugar cereal. DT looks through some mail. Well, I'll be. Check this out, gang. Looks like my great uncle just passed away. And get this, he left me his dude ranch out west. Whoa, no way, says Booga. <laughs> Donner looks up from his cereal box maze he has been struggling with. Dudes, chicks love ranch hands. When can we go? T-Saint nods condescendingly. y'all some city kids. What do y'all know about ranch work? Well, I'm sure we'll figure it out. Come on, gang. It'll be fun. Looks like we're taking a vacation out west. Cue title and montage set to vacation by the Go-Go's. <laughs> Got, gotta stop you right there. You That Booga impression is so good and so completely useless. <laughs> it's like, oh man, it's like, that'd be like... You do a like, great Booga, man. <laughs> <It's> like, <"Yeah." laughs> uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, the Ripper's crew gets ready for their big trip. They try on outfits and pack their bags, read travel brochures, brutally hijack a bus and pistol whip the driver, partially blinding him. Oh. 
With oh my god. With transport secured and their bags packed, I mean, it's the post-apocalypse. Yeah, that's how you get around. With transport- it's just like taking the bus now. <laughs> you know, just what you do. I was like, um, uh, hey, buddy, I'll be over at like 7.30. Um, you know, it depends on how the hijackings go. Like, it might yeah. be a slow day today. Um, yeah. yeah, so like, just, you know, don't wait up. Gotta load up on explosives. <laughs> with transport secured and their bags packed, the gang is off. Due west, I guess West Australia or whatever, uh, the Rippers arrive to the rundown mining town of Dirty Tooth. The town is in a state of disrepair, and the locals seem sickly. A dead man in a stretcher is being carried by two mine workers. Oh, jeez, jeez, man. Uh, what happened God to him? Damn it, that's really good. Oh my God, it's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> it's One of the miners takes off his hat and puts it over his heart and looks at his fallen acquaintance with sadness. It was that damn mine. The water and power company is pushing us too hard to find oil. They're cutting corners on safety. Old Ned here got a full dose of hydrogen sulfide. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a second. You check the body for semen? (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm sure not the first SVU tie-in we'll see tonight. The kids are calling it tank girling. <laughs> ah. Ah. Oh, oh, fuck. No. That's better than what comes next. <laughs> uh, no. No. Like I said, it was toxic gases in the mine. But how can you be so sure? Because he sort of just dropped dead. Okay. Sure. I see you. Come on, gang. We're supposed to meet my great uncle's ranch hand in the saloon, and they'll take us to the property. The Rippers walk into the Dirty Tooth Saloon. All sorts of rowdy cowbokes and miscreants dance and drink. A rendition of Walk the Dinosaur plays on the player piano. God damn you, Desmond. Every goddamn time bringing this song back the fuck up so it never gets the fuck out of my head. Yep. Uh, I knew it was on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it was. There's a big middle finger over here for you, dude. Uh, Booga and Donner dance as T-Saint and DT go to score drinks. What'll it be? Double sweet water. No ice. Uh, I get that reference. Gravestar. Uh, yeah, make that too. The two kangaroos enjoy their potent shot of mystery booze. Two well-dressed men, Daniel Day-Lewis and Malcolm McDowell, approach the smarter of the four rippers. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Daniel Kessley, and this is my brother and partner, H.W. Kessley. We own and run a water power company. Yes, but don't believe all the rumors you've heard about us. We haven't heard anything. We just got here. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone gets all uneasy about a couple of business tycoons. But in all actuality, we're family men. This is a family company. You can trust us. Every damn word. Which is why we come to you, gentle ruse, with a business proposition. Gentle ruse. (laughs) It's come to my attention you've inherited old Crazy Wade's dude ranch. I'd like to make you an offer. You can walk away today with $5,000 cash in hand for exchange for the property deed. And all you have to do is say yes. Oh, wow. 5,000 smackaroos? That's a whole lot of money. I don't know. T-Saint. That kind of funding sure could help us back home. You know, with that revolution thing we left. Man, shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) They don't need to know any of that. No deal, boys. We came here to build character with honest ranch work. (laughs) <laughs> Daniel Kessley stares down both kangaroos for well over a minute before finally speaking. One of these days I'm going to come to your home wherever you're sleeping and I'm going to cut your throat. Daniel and HW then walk away out of the saloon. Booga and Donner then walk up, along with a rancher-looking fellow. Hey, yo, 
DT, man. We found the ranch guy. That's your uncle's hand. Uh, he's gonna take us there. Hey there, name's Ben. Ben Ernst. Why don't you boys go saddle up and we'll get a move on. Ben then hocks a tobacco-y loogie, but it just kind of dribbles down over his chin. <laughs> the Rippers and Ben make their way to the property by horseback. Ben gives them a history of Dirty Tooth. Yeah, this used to be a prosperous town. People came here to seek their fortune. We're kind, simple folk. We enjoy the simple things in life. Cold lemonade on a hot day. A good hoedown, Doritos Locos Tacos. That is, until water and power showed up. All the water dried up and they started finding all this oil. Worked the miners to death. They say the mines are haunted with the ghosts of the dead miners. Yeah, what kind of ghosts? Is it the sexual assaulting kind of ghosts? <laughs> no, it's the spooky kind that gives everyone a fright. Psh, whatever. <laughs> Them ghosts just on the down low. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Adept use of tea so far. <clears throat> By the time they arrive to the ranch, night has fallen, and everyone retreats to their bunk for the night to rest for the long day of ranch work ahead. Meanwhile, back at Water and Power headquarters, Daniel Kessley observes a large machine with pumps attached. Water flows through the various hoses, is then processed, then out of a spigot flows... Oil. H.W. Kessley comes into the lab. My dear brother, I, I hate to doubt you, but I implore you to reconsider. Reconsider what, H.W.? We're pumping gallons and gallons of water every day, but giving none to anyone. Yes. And then you're turning it into oil. With your device. Exactly. And what is there a shortage of in this drought? Water, my boy. Water. Then don't you think it would be a better idea to seize the water and sell it rather than turning it into oil that no one needs? I don't follow. <laughs> Damn you, brother. Get it through your head. Ever since the comet hit, the whole world has changed. We haven't had rain in five years. Water is the new hot commodity, not fucking oil. Stop this convoluted plan and your stupid machine. We're sitting on a gold mine. Don't you tell me how to run my company, brother. We are oil men. There's liquid gold in these natural springs. Only I can get to it. You know nothing. You are nothing. Filth. You're just the afterbirth. Stop it, old man. I'll make you eat those words. H.W. storms out of the room. The next morning, Booga, DT, T-Saint, and Donner are introduced to the teenage ranch hands. Brad, Kyle, Jake, Lucy, Ted, Melody, Danny, and Buddy. They all do sorts of ranch work. Those city slicker kangaroo boys fumble through everything, though. <laughs> Throughout the day, they herd cattle, milk cows, feed chickens, and slowly, le slowly learn how the West was fun. God damn you, Des. <laughs> all of a sudden, a train whistle is heard. A large locomotive pulls to a nearby train track, conveniently located on the ranch, I guess. It's adorned with a Water and Power logo. Out of the train steps three of the rootinest, tootinest gunslingers ever. Two gals and a guy. Gwen Stefani, Rosario Dawson, and Kevin Costner. <laughs> God, that's a fucking team up right there. Yeah, right? It makes a lot of sense. Ben goes up to greet the, the visitors. Well, whom do we owe the pleasure? Rosario takes out her custom six-shooter and promptly shoots Ben right in the head. <laughs> she smirks. <laughs> Better look out for them man-eating jackrabbits. Those <laughs> killer cacti. Dead dude. The teenagers freak out and scatter. 
all is left, <laughs> all that is left is the Rippers. Rosario speaks up. The name is Train Girl, see? These are my associates. Oh my <laughs> Rickshaw Girl and Boat Boy. <laughs> oh, God damn it. They've come for the deed to your land. Well, no can't do. This is my dearly departed uncle's ranch. He loved it with his entire heart. It's not for sale. We ain't saying nothing about no sale, said Boat Boy. Boat Boy seizes Donner, ties him up, and throws him into Rick Rickshaw Girl's rickshaw. We're taking him for the time being. Meet us at the entrance of the old mine at high noon tomorrow, deed in hand, or else he gets it. Yeah, and we'll come back and kill all you too. The three gunslinging outlaws head off. Oh man, this sure is a mess. They're gonna kill Donner. What are we to do? We can't just give him the land. I got this special rippers unit assembled. <laughs> Back at Water and Power, Daniel Kessley sits at his desk signing documents or whatever the fuck. <laughs> HW walks in. Hello, dear brother. HW, I would like to apologize for earlier fracas. It is not my place to doubt your wisdom. I come with a peace offering. Yes. I got to messing with your water-to-oil technology in my lab. I played around with it a bit. I was able to minimize it. HW then shows off a small device. It's a small pump with an attached cylindrical blade. I had it so wrong. Why hoard the water when I can do better? HW plunges the device into Daniel's chest. I can steal the water right out of people's bodies. Daniel struggles as the device sucks all the moisture from his body. He loses color in his skin, begins to shrivel up, and goes limp, falling to the floor. <laughs> yes, let the bodies hit the floor. Boo. 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 We should be we should be cheering this. <laughs> I'm no, I'm It's a, an excellent song, new metal song, <laughs> classic song. It's probably a good new metal song. I'll give far, you that. As far as new metal goes, <laughs> as far yeah. as new metal goes, it's definitely, ma definitely made it onto the the compilation hits, <laughs> new metal hits. I mean, as we know. Sorry, dear brother. Parting is such sweet sorrow. Noontime at the entrance to the old mine. The three rippers stand, awaiting the ransomers. This better work, T Saint. Man, fuck you. I got this. <laughs> Train girl, rickshaw girl, and boat boy walk up, pistols and bats in hand. They're chirping like birds for some reason. You got the deed. Yeah, we do. Well, you know, on the mean streets, you learn a lot of skills, but none as important as the power. Of song and dance. T Saint then pulls out a boombox, hits play, and does the entire Cuban Pete song from the mask. <laughs> His sick ass dance moves and angel voice cause Boat Boy and Rickshaw Girl's heads to explode. <laughs> An angry train girl draws her steam powered rifle on a trio on the, on the trio of rippers. That was fucking stupid. Now time for you all to die. Train girl feels a tap on her shoulder and turns around. It's one of the ghost miners! Her eyes pop out of her head and she runs away, post-haste. Bongo sounds and all. G-g-g-g-ghost! <laughs> the ghost miner unties Donner and addresses the boy. It sounds like I said undress. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep that. The ghost miner undresses the boys. <laughs> Thank you, young kangaroo friends. <laughs> because of you, our souls can now rest in peace. <laughs> The Ripper Squad watches as the spirits float towards the heavens. 
Ghost prequel arrow Obi-Wan gives a thumbs up as he ascends. <laughs> wow, man, what do we do now? We, we, we saved Donner, and now we own the ranch. I say we let those dumbass kids run the ranch and go home. What do you think, DT? Yeah, that was, that was fun for like a day. The Rippers then get back on the bus and make their way home to Eastern Australia or wherever, I guess. Uh, we then see Kesley watching as the new water and power plant gets built, a la the Death Star. The end. Yeah. Yay! Yes. Oh, oh, man. Uh, first off, amazing use of mi- uh, Mr. T. Iced tea. <laughs> um, God, yeah, really good iced tea impression. Much more useful than the Booga impression. Um, you know, for this use, though, they're both very useful impressions, yeah. you know, yeah. for, just, for this. Oh, definitely. A little behind the scenes note. How many times did you have to look at the Wikipedia entry to get the friggin' Ripper's names right every oh, time? More, yeah, a lot, actually. <laughs> it, was, it was Donner I kept forgetting. You know, the one who dry humps Jet Girl? Yes, that does happen. The, 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 the one who suggests uh, 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 sedating her so he can... Yeah, that one. Yeah. It's almost like... Uh, the one who doesn't get shot horribly. Oh, there's the Donner and Ripper and T-Pain. <laughs> T-Pain. Would you recall the most famous Ripper of all? Oh, man. Uh, 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 thank you. Thank you very yeah, much. Really? Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, yeah, just a shout out to my girlfriend. She definitely helped me come up with the joke about the guy dying in a mine of toxic gas and and, and iced tea. <laughs> asking, if asking if there was semen in the body. <laughs> we were laughing for a good hour on that one. <laughs> that's that's no, that's, that's great. That's funny as fuck. Yeah, I'm, yeah, um, yeah. What are the what are the stats? Let's talk behind about the stats. This. Uh, critics, seventy eight percent. A family comedy for the ages that reminds us to never turn down an opportunity to build character. <laughs> And it's a quote from HBO's The Young Pope, Pius XIII. Oh. Audiences, 93%. Daniel Day-Lewis lights up the silver screen yet again as the brother to Malcolm McDowell's character uh, from the first film. Never before in history have we been this fulfilled by needless backstory. John Travolta as John Gotti. (laughs) (laughs) Budgets, 125 million. Majorly spent on the Ripper suits and Ice-T's salary. Expected gross profit, 400 million. Projected smash hit in the overseas territories. Actual gross profit. What the fuck is a tank girl? <laughs> and that's all yeah, I got. Yeah. All right. Wow. That's yeah. Good way, great way to start off yeah. uh, uh, this prequel sequel remake with a very, very entertaining prequel by Desmond Port. Yeah, I'm gonna give tanks for that prequel. Well, uh, we should all give tanks. Hashtag give tanks. Give, yeah. Thanks, yeah. guys. Sorry it ran long. I kind of, um, when writing it, forgot we had a guest this episode. No, uh, honestly, Des, that was as long as it needed to be. Yeah, perfect. Uh, I was happy with it. But, um, yeah, speaking you're, of guests. You're, you're right. The story dictated how long it should be. And, and he he was right, I believe, in his instincts. Yes, you, you are 100% right there. Um, I would love to see what other ranch hijinks the <laughs> fucking super yeah. soldier kangaroos get into. Yeah. You, got, you, got, you got a little bit of uh, uh, hey dude in there. There. You got yeah. a little bit of Brave Star. You got yeah. a little bit of uh, Red Dead Redemption, I think, is bleeding in there. Uh, uh, Red oh, Dead, fuck uh, yeah. Oh, the new one. Uh, Red Dead there Redemption w- was bleeding into last week, too. Yeah. There will be blood. Um, <laughs> 100% there will be blood. <laughs> and a Scooby-Doo and Tank Girl. And, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's, yeah, I don't have to call it out like that, but I just enjoy, you know, pulling from all these different threads. You thread them all together. You get a blanket, or you get a, a sandwich that looks like a blanket. You know what I'm talking about. It's like poetry yeah. at times. Thank yeah. you so much, guys. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, but I won't hold us back anymore. Let's move right along to the... 
well, I guess now would actually be the real movie. Yeah. So go watch that and come back. But we're going to sequel, which I believe our buddy Brock wrote. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> All right. Um. Well, now it's time for the guest segment here. Um. And uh, the guests opted for sequel. Um. Let's see what happened with that. Brock, take it away. Uh, gentlemen, the title of this is uh, Tanked Girl. Uh, the tagline is, Our Future is Totally Tanked. Uh, with the alternate head tagline, uh, Tread Lightly. <laughs> uh, of, oh, that's so good. Oh, nice. man. And, and the alternate of uh, this story, Tracks. Oh. Uh, so director should be Lori Petty. I, th- I think it's her time. Uh, sit in the director's chair. Synopsis. Synop- Still 2022. We pick up the moment that the first film ends. Tank Girl has opened up the pipes from water and power, and the water supply floods back into the devastated deserts of the Earth. Everyone is having a groovy time surfing and enjoying the waves, even the tank, which floats now, I suppose. There's a waterfall that drops off into one of the dilapidated cities, and that's when all of the water hits the Earth and is immediately absorbed, because no one thought this through. There's a crash, and as the water hits the hot ground, it creates an infinity steam that both dehydrates all the survivors, but also makes spending more than a minute or two outside very difficult to do. This dehydration helps explain why our entire cast looks like they've aged 20 years. In the tank, we've got a couple of the Rippers, but especially Booga, we've got Tank Girl, we've got Sam the Kid, and we've got Naomi Watts playing Naomi Watts. Thus begins a movie bottle episode. Welcome to Tank Girl 2, Deprivation Tank. <laughs> the entirety the entirety of this film does not leave our location within the tank. We've got a group of survivors with nothing left to survive on. They kind of fucked up our chances at rebuilding the world so they could wakeboard, and now they have to deal with the consequences. Fuck. <laughs> Like already uh, bra- tank girl. Oh, go what? Already bravo for thinking of the science of this at all. <laughs> I hadn't even considered it. <laughs> she just opened up the water things and then they flooded out into a, a barren dust earth. Yeah, that's the end of the ride. Uh, <laughs> tank girl aims to lead the team to survival, but getting out of the valley of steam will require navigating the tank. And the power on the tank is low, so moving in any one direction without being sure is a death sentence. Everything has to be decided by committee within the tank. Also, we should remember, Malcolm McDowell's sentient brain was uploaded to a matrix that allows him to be downloaded into holographic robotic forms that can do damage without receiving damage, and that an entire legion of water and power troops still have tanks and aircraft, in addition to the various blue-collar workers now unemployed by W&P's destruction and looking to take revenge. There's some stuff on the table. (laughs) Tank girl. We have to decide where to head from here. What are we doing? Are we exploring our sexuality? Are we spitting in the face of the patriarchy? Are we exploiting African-American heritage and culture for wacky, wacky laughs and saxophone solos? Naomi Watts. I should not be here. My my career continued beyond this point. I should not be here. Kangaroo Guy. I think we should be given better representation, especially since I'm such a flimsy representation of what's already been lost when all the non-white people turn into animals. Tank Girl. Oh man, it was just the white people that kept going. Booga. Yeah, their inability to accept the influence of other cultures really helped the rest of us in our decision to evolve into something else. Tank girl. I have a tank. Booga. I'm aware of that tank girl. We're all trapped inside of it right now. That's not super helpful. 
Tank Girl. Oh, I worried you'd forgotten because uh, I have the attention span of a Deadpool and the foresight of a Deadpool too. <laughs> Naomi Watts. Again, I'm not sure why I'm here. Is there a contract I signed without reading? I'm Naomi Watts. Child. I kind of miss being in the tube filled with water. I could use some water right now. I feel like I'm dying. I miss water too. Naomi Campbell. I'm not Naomi Watts. Tank Girl. Sorry. The dispute continues inside the tank. Things are heating up, both figuratively and figuratively. That's when a loud tearing sound begins against the outside of the tank. You guessed it. It's hologram Malcolm McDowell, except with a Dr. Claw Claw, and it's tearing holes in the exterior. The whole tank is screaming. That's when some unseen force kills the McDowell Claw Claw, and then knocks, asking to enter the tank. Naomi Klein. Again, it's not me here. That's not who you're thinking of. Tank Girl. Knock, knock. Who's there? Why do I always do both sides of this dialogue? It doesn't matter. The hatch door opens and their savior enters the tank. It's Ratface, the super racist character played by Iggy Pop. Child. I stabbed you in the hand with my ball. Iggy Pop. Yeah, that's like a hand wound. That wouldn't cause me to, like, die or whatever. Hey, wait, why does everyone here look 20 years older? Kangaroo Guy. Because of the steam and the temperature increase. Why don't you look older? Iggy Pop. I, Iggy Pop, always look the appropriate age for Iggy Pop, no matter the situation. Hey, was an iced tea part of this crew? Child. Yes, but booking him for the sequel would cost more than our entire budget. Again, yeah, it's not a great summary, and he was paid to be dressed as a kangaroo dog in the first film, and I wasn't paid at all. It's kind of upsetting to me even now. Naomi Watts. I'm a scientist who can fly space planes. Child. Again, though, the guy tried to force himself on me in a future brothel. Are we just chill with him being all up in our tank now? The days pass and the tank has only moved to the edge of the valley. There's a fork in the road ahead. No one wants to make the deciding call. Everyone is parched and perhaps dying from parchedness. That's when Naomi Watts remembers that she kept an evil water bottle from Malcolm McDowell. Tank Girl. What's that? Naomi Watts. I still need someone to explain to me how this water bottle turns blood into delicious H2O that sometimes contains a goldfish. There is a long exchange of glances. Iggy Pop is asleep in the corner. They all know what they must do to survive. Without a second thought, the grimy dumb child who was not here and was not more important in the story, uh, and is certainly not more important to the history of pop culture than Iggy Pop, grabs an evil water bottle and jams it into his throat. He screams as his liquids are transformed into blood water, except that it doesn't work because he's Iggy Pop, the water bottle is full of sand. But now everyone knows they could be next. Another day passes, people look the other way as the survivors begin to gnaw on the wrinkled jerky of Iggy Pop. Tank Girl picks a path to go down, it's the wrong path, everyone can tell almost immediately. Booga. <laughs> I regret my need, my need to surf. Tank Girl. We can't go back. I flipped the toggle that flooded everything, if only temporarily. Child. I was in a tube full of water, but I am still a grime-covered orphan, and I feel, feel I will never be clean. Naomi Watts grabs the evil water bottle device and plunges it into her own neck. Naomi Watts. I, I cannot keep being involved in this project. Tank Girl <laughs> screams and kisses her goodbye, but then absolutely hogs most of the Watts water. The tank turns back to the force, to the fork. There's a ping on the communicator. It's survivors, and they need a real nasty girl to help teach their encampment about saucy comebacks and maybe exerting power over the opposite sex, even if it comes off more like exploitation than empowerment. Child. I would, I would very much like to be raised in that city. Tank girl. So would my ox, but it is dead now. I saw it killed in the last, in the last film, but it was mostly shot 
Ox scream. Ah. Uh, uh, Do you think they would respect our interspecies relationship there in a way that the investors and censors of the first film would not? Tank girl. Yeah, buddy. Just look out that way. Do you see? Do you see the interspecies relationship? Do you see the interspecies relationship, Booga? She plunges the water bottle into his leg and he goes to death. Booga. Why? Why the leg? This will take an extra long time and the pain will be excruciating. <laughs> tank girl takes the tank and continues towards the beacon. It's just her and Grimes left now. Grime child clutches her tightly. They arrive at the end of the valley where the beacon waits. Tank girl opens the top of the tank and looks out, ready to welcome their survivors and their saviors. No one is there. Tank girl hallucinated the whole thing. She should have drank more of her friends and lovers. But what's on that horizon? An army of Malcolm McDowell robots flowing over the edge cliffs, sprawling towards the tank. Tank girl closes the hatch as the as they begin to infest the inter- exterior clicking and scratching and doing British sounds the entire time. <laughs> Crash child. Tank girl, I'm scared. Tank girl. I won't let them get you, I promise. Tank girl begins to sing Cole Porter's Let's Do It, but very slowly and in a minor key like a lullaby. Some Argentines without means do it. Uh, people say in Boston even beans do it. Let's do it. Let's fall. She plunges the water bottle into the child's neck. The bottle fills more slowly than before. It's terrible. It's in total silence except for the child that's dying and in pain very loudly. Oh, jeez. It's over. Tank Girl drinks the water and grabs a gun, ready to go out in a hail of gunfire. Tank Girl. Come with me to hell, you son of bitches. Tank Girl opens the hatch of the tank and begins firing. There's no one. All the hologram robots have been torn apart. Standing in front of the tank are the surviving rippers from the gang. Rippers. Hey, what's up? Where's Booga? Tank girl screams and plunges the smart water into her own forehead. She expires in the tank. The hatch closes as if the as if the tank knows what to do. And it slowly but surely drives itself off the edge of a cliff. Cut to Hilarious Me First in the Gimme Gimme's cover of Fallout Boys. Thanks for the memories. <laughs> nice. Nice. But you'd say the end. He didn't say the end. Oh. Was it the oh, end? Oh, the end. Oh. Yeah. 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 All right. Wow. Oh, yeah. I was meta. Um, the bottle episode with the whole thing about water is funny to me. Um, yeah. I mean, shit. <laughs> I think frequently uh, uh, pointing out that uh, Naomi Watts is above this is, is hilarious. Because she is. It, I think that's the most surprising thing. Probably to 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 go and see this movie and then see her pop up in it. Like I don't know, yeah. you're like a real fucking. It, it is the sort of thing that I can tell it was her from the opening scenes, and it took till about halfway through the movie to finally accept that it was happening. <laughs> like it, it was maybe the hour point that I was like, I finally got to Google it because it just can't be the case, right? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. And, and using her like accent, her real accent, which she doesn't very often. Not really. No. Uh, maybe that's why she doesn't like the movie so much. She sounds, she sounds adorable. Her jet black hair looks good. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's all good. Uh, no, that was that was hilarious. Uh, uh, yeah, a lot, lot of great bits there. I love the the, the clicking British sounds robots <laughs> at the end there. It's a, it's a nice. There was a nice touch. Yeah, the, yeah. The, it's it's not as as funny, but I do think the idea of like my it, it came from like my notes while watching the movie, and I was like. There's just no fucking tank in Tank Girl. Where's the goddamn tank? Uh, it would be like if the Batman movie was called Batmobile, 
uh, and there was still the same amount of Batmobile in the Batman movie. And I was like, oh, what if just the second whole movie, what if they built the plane out of the black box? What if they built the Tank Girl movie out of the tank? Like, it should be in there. That's a very good point about the Batman thing, too. Yeah. Like, there probably is as much Batmobile in a Batman, standard Batman movie as there is Tank and Tank Girl. I would say there's, in, like, The Dark Knight, probably more. Probably more Bat- Batmobile. The, the, that, the Tumblr or whatever is in yeah. that movie a lot. Heavily featured. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, yeah. You would think, okay, I, I get the build-up to the midpoint where she gets the tank, but, like, yeah, you would think from there on out, she's in that tank and she's not going anywhere. Yeah. But, but then but, yeah, I, she I gets think, out. And I think there's enough suddenly. tank. I just think, you know. I wanted more glory shots. Yeah. I really just wanted more glory shots. Well, um, what were the what were the stats for this movie, Brock? Um, what did it cost? Well, the stats here. To make yeah, let's this, see. Uh, uh, Rotten Tomatoes critic score, uh, a keen 50%. Um... An assault on the senses. Says film sense. <laughs> uh, hey, this is this is like all movies, I guess. I have problems. Uh, quote cinema sins. Uh, <laughs> Shot five. Wow, that's our first dig at cinema sins. Dang. Uh, incredible, a real throwback. Everything we all loved once and continue to love and know because everything is always great. Always can't wait for the next part of the franchise. And that's uh, that's an artist. Uh, I was thinking Kevin Smith. Nah. I, no, does anyone even take quotes from him anymore? <laughs> Probably not. Harsh but fair. <laughs> um. <laughs> Kevin Smith says, "Watch Yoga Hosers." <laughs> uh, oh, that was a really good Kevin Smith as well. Uh, audi- audience scores an eighty-two percent. Uh, at least the tank was in most of this one. Says true fan in Michigan. Uh, Finally, a film that understands patriotism. Uh, that's my uncle in Illinois. Uh, what, what the fuck? Uh, most people. Uh, uh. Exactly. <laughs> o- okay, but how does the tank feel about all this? That's good critic in Cleveland. Uh, and then uh, finally... Uh, Flawless, 11 out of 10. Uh, the Dasani Corporation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they would. They would. I mean, if someone tells me they're going to be real into this whole water and power <laughs> game, and, uh, and what is it? Uh, like uh, 20, five, five, yeah. uh, four, four short years. We got... Uh. Woo! Well, we got some uh, in, in, harsh in Los Angeles at one point in Glendale I went to a screening of Chinatown that was put on by the Department of Water and Power and I was just like are you guys like you 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 get it though right uh, and like uh, they were they were actively handing out flyers before the movie that were sort of explaining like did you know that this is a work of fiction is like sure man uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah give me that pamphlet <laughs> all right we done did the prequel. We done did the sequel. And we're going to done do, done do, did that remake right now. Peter right. Hunter, take it away. Remake. All right. First, uh, before we begin, as we do on occasion in the show, um, this remake is partially collaborative. Uh, <gasps> so, uh, Brock, can you give me a number? Any number? Seven. Seven. All right, uh, Desmond, please give me a historical figure. Ooh, um... Hmm... Caligula. Celebrate Malcolm McDowell. <laughs> Caligula it is. <laughs> That's such a good one. What a good answer. Yes. All right, uh, Scott, another number. This be, uh... 23. 23. All right, uh, Brock... A successful man. 
Bill Gates. <laughs> Bill Gates. I don't know why that made me laugh so hard. I don't know either. I, I just answered a question. Because he's a it, fucking joke. <laughs> All right, and uh, last, uh, Desmond can give me another noun. Caterpillar. Caterpillar. All right. Um, all right. Let's, oh, what? I don't get to go again? No, I only made five. <laughs> I got to pick a number? So fucking lame. Well, you should have thought just, more just about it. Let me get to go again. I can hear. Can, can I change my change, change my answer to jelly bean? <laughs> it's not a number. You change it to jelly bean. <laughs> I'm now on a much different podcast, and I like this one a better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm changing it to jelly bean. It's gonna be. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. It's Do you going... think we're gonna notice when that happens? Uh, you yeah. might you might notice when it happens. I think it'll just gloss right over it. It's just a normal <laughs> number in the chain of normal numbers. Don't even worry about you it. You gotta know your ABCs one, two jelly beans. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. Alright. Now that we've got that all tabulated and <laughs> fucking jelly beans. Yeah. Alright, well, on that note. Title Tank Girl. Director Tank Girl. Hmm. Tagline. This is a fresh tank. Alternate tagline. This summer, the tank is running empty. Oh my god. Alternate alternate tagline. She's wearing a tank while riding a tank. It's Tank Girl. Alternate, alternate, alternate tagline. She'll clean your tank to death. Alternate, 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 alternate tagline. She puts the tank in Tank Girl. Um, I'm going <laughs> to preface this with a statement that um, I had a few zif- Zinfandels. Um, I tried to recall the plot of Tank Girl before I actually rewatched Tank Girl, and I used that as a basis uh, for what this is. Um, here we go. <laughs> Synopsis. Midnight, Australia, USA. Lieutenant Deedle, Paul Walker, gazes across the interview table at the homely little street dweller. This child couldn't be older than 14, but he had the haggard expression of a 45-year-old high school geometry teacher. Deedle plopped down the evidence bag before him. It was an eyedropper, no more than two-thirds full. That's six grams of hydro. That's enough to pin you with felony-level possession. You're looking at some hard time, boy. The boy doesn't say anything. He had six kids at home, alone, and now they were going to miss out on their hydro fix. We know you got priors. This'll be life. Deedle straddles the chair just in front of him. I'm a level with you, buddy. I'd really like to not send you away today. Scout's honor. And I think it's likely we could forget about your little, er, wet pockets, that is, if you were willing to help me out. The boy thought of his children. Teresa, Francis, Hazel, Aaron, Aaron and poor sweet little Abernanthy, now two days without his insulin. The boy looks Deedle in the eyes and slowly tilts his head down. Deedle lets a grin crawl across his face. Yeah, figured that would be the case. All right, buddy, answer me this. Where is she? The boy's gaze went dead. Where is she? A single bead of sweat drops from his forehead. Deedle burst upright and stabs a knife straight through the table. Cue title guard, Tank Girl. 
<laughs> we cut to Tank Girl's super badass steampunk motorcade powering through the outback. It's all ladies, it's all super unrealistic, and it's totally awesome. There's a girl riding a motorized penny farthing with an actual T-Rex skull mounted to the hood, which, by the way, doubles as a gun that shoots electrified nets. Is her character ever explored in detail? No! Her name isn't even spoken on screen. It's just really ridiculously thoughtful production design. Tank Girl, Sophie Turner, sits atop her tank, looking meticulously through a monocular. They're hauling over a thousand litres, that's L-I-T-R-E-S, of hydro across the plains. In a future not at all dissimilar from The Road Warrior, hydro, aka dihydrogen monoxide, aka water, aka the wet stuff, has become the most valuable resource on the planet. It's like gold, except you actually need water to live, and you only need gold if you're trying to prove something to someone. Usually about the size of your genitals. hi Sad but true. Um, gasoline, interestingly enough, is readily available. It's another, hey. <laughs> it's another synchronicity there, yeah, Desmond. Yeah. <laughs> gasoline. It's like, why is there so much gasoline but no water? I feel like any. Anyways, um, <laughs> uh, Tank Girl and her best friends, Jet Girl, Gun Girl, and Gone Girl, spend their days pillaging the water <laughs> supplies of Earth's <laughs> governing body, the WNP Corporation, so that they can give their water to people who need it. Hijinks and gunfire often ensue, which makes for good cinema. Full speed ahead, girls. I think that might be it. You serious, Tank? Gun Girl interjects. <laughs> I totally am. That might be the mother load. We cut to the offices of WNP. Lieutenant Deedle is pacing around a conference room full of video screens. So you're saying the mother load might be in jeopardy? A nameless executive shouts from one of the screens. Deedle points a feature remote at one of the screens. A detailed 3D loadout appears. The mother load, as you know, gentlemen, is our super secret mountain storage facility for the bulk of our hydro. Through recent intel scoured from a child criminal, we've been able to ascertain that public enemy number one and her caravan of undesirables are headed straight for it. How did she find out? We're not certain. We suspect it might have something to do with women's intuition. We also suspect having a giant reserve of troops on an otherwise inconspicuous mountain might have been a giveaway. Damned women and their periods. The group starts grumbling loudly and spreading out sexist and uninformed statements about women's physiology. There we are. <laughs> Look, gentlemen, we could all agree that a woman's body is a mystery not, that not only eludes us, but all decent society as well. But we're not here to litigate women's bodies. Well, not right now, anywho. <laughs> the room breaks out in disgusting laughter. But we can make sure that if the girls make it to the mother load, they never make it out alive. Really? Tell us how. Needle smiles sickly and snorts. We cut back to the caravan. Tank Girl and Gun Girl are discussing their various technical needs of their vehicle so that nerds can elaborate on the lore after the fact. How else will we see a Tank Girl tank cosplay this year at Comic-Con? After that, Tank Girl and Gone Girl share a moment about their shared traumatic experiences. It's really sweet and validating, but it's sadly not great for comedy, which is why I'm not elaborating on it here. Ladies, we've got company! Just ahead of the girls' totally badass caravan, there's a squadron of motorcycle hooligans, swinging morning stars and katanas, because why the fuck not? Tank Girl yeah. does the truck driver honk your horn motion. Gun Girl dives into the cockpit of Tank Girl's tank and unleashes a mortar shell onto the motorcycle hooligans. One third of the enemies are wiped out instantly. The others seem to totally get off on the bloodshed of their comrades and charge at the girls with even more vigor. One of the men removes a tarp from his motorcycle to reveal a powder keg of explosives. He howls wildly and speeds up. 
Gun Girl uses the power of gun to shoot at them. It's not very effective. Jet Girl tries using her jet, but with the absence of a mile-long runway, it's no use. The girls are slowly running out of options, when suddenly, the ground starts to shake around the motorcycles. Huge plumes of dust kick up into the air. Hooligans are sent flying from side to side. It was the Rippers! A race of super soldier, half-human, half-kangaroo hybrids which some asshole government scientist made as a cruel joke after his nine-year-old forced him to watch Kangaroo Jack in theaters 13 times. Oh, fuck. <laughs> wow, I definitely probably could have touched upon that in my prequel. The fucking scientist that made... <laughs> I know, right? Whoopsie doodles. No, you know, nah, you, it's all right. Your prequel is great. Don't need to touch it. I'm sorry. I didn't it's mean great. to interrupt. No, it's art. I just imagine it's, it's like uh, the opening scene of uh, Street Sharks, where it's kind of like, and you're in these tubes, and we fill the tubes with liquid, with the liquid that exits the tube, you're now a sharkman. You know, and it's like, that's just that's just how it works. You know, it's one uh, fucking button, one step. Who cares? Sharkman. <laughs> there's pneumatic tubes, there's liquid, there's goo, it's whatever. I, I like sharkman. I like it. Oh, mm. slime. The super soldiers make quick work of the hooligans and explain to the badass caravan that they too are seeking PMW's motherload as revenge for being transformed into fucking kangaroo people. The two parties agree to join forces. Atop the mountain stronghold, the rippers and the badass caravan of ladies make short work of the guards. After Jet Girl reveals, for some reason, that she only has two days left until retirement, she cracks the door to the motherload. Inside is nothing more than a several-story tall tank of water, surrounded by two staircases. The Rippers, Tank Girl, and Gun Girl make their way to the base of it while the rest stand guard. Tank Girl sees a massive button that says Pressure Release. Instead of asking for anyone's import or considering her options, she just slams the button. The entrance of the Motherload is suddenly filled with poisonous dart, killing Jet Girl, Gone Girl, the girl who piloted the mechanized penny farthing, and countless other underdeveloped but totally unique characters. A number of PNW agents drop in from the roof, armed to the teeth. Leading them is none other than Lieutenant Deedle. Meet the Deedles. Deedle. Mm. Meet the Deedle. <laughs> That's a really on the on spot. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> I've I've listened to that sample a few times. I believe There's, you. Is there ska playing? Meet the, the deep behind the trailer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, it's all about the upstroke. I almost completely forgot. We talked about planes giving. We talked about uh, trains giving. Skanks giving. Talk uh, about skanking. Oh, you know the geez. dance you do with the ska at the cool ass ska show. Hell yeah! Oh, when yeah. you put your arms up, when you put your knees and legs up, yeah. and you're just kind of you're grooving around. It's skanksgiving. All Happy skanksgiving. All of our California cute boys know all about that one. Hell yeah! Oh, anyway, Peter, I don't mean to de no. derail. I just, I just <laughs> derail. Get it? What's another train thing? Sorry, Peter. Go ahead. Uh, uh, thanks for uh, bearing with me. He lost his train of thought. Ah. Uh, uh. uh. Deedle explains it was his plan all along to allow the girls and rippers to get to the mother load. Now they were trapped inside. There would be no escape short of death. Tank Girl's caravan tries to reason with them, even going as far to propose realistic scientific solutions to the drought. But the men in power result to violence right away, as men in power often do. Several rippers are gunned down right away, but Tank Girl and Gun Girl are able to take out the majority of the PNW hitmen. Lieutenant Deedle is left laying in a pool of his own blood. Jesus, do you know how much hydro we're wasting? He turns the palms of his hands into cups and starts lapping up the blood as it flows out of his body. Do you know how much money this is? 
Beetle resorts to licking the blood from his own open wound, cackling until he finally succumbs to blood loss. The girls and Rippers celebrate with drugs and sexually promiscuous activities, before finally hitting the actual release valve instead of the one that releases poisonous darts. A bunch of whole songs play over an animated music video for the credits. The end. Yay! Oh, yes. badass. Whole reminds me, Corny Love apparently picked the soundtrack for the original movie. It's she actually, curated the soundtrack. Yeah, it's a pretty good yeah. soundtrack, actually, for like 90s like punk garbage. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's... It's like uh, the dude, you know, uh, just fits right in there for its uh, time and place, you know. Um, I like Gun Girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even more Gun so. With the power of gun. I want to see the visual representation of Gone Girl. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, from that movie. <laughs> Gone Girl. Yeah, I originally. It's actually was... a pretty good movie. So, yeah, what are the, what are the stats we have here? Uh, Rotten Tomato score, critics, 7%. Fuck. Caligula, <laughs> historical figure. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! Audience, jelly bean percent. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, is that yeah. like the jelly bean that we said at the Yes, yes, it yes. is. Yes! Oh my god. I'm all about jelly bean percent. I don't get why there were so many girls and so few tanks. Bill Gates, successful man. <laughs> Budget, $120 million. Expected gross profit, $240 million. Actual gross profit, a few tanks short of a gallon. Trivia. Ooh. Tank Girl once got trapped inside a caterpillar for 16 hours. Filming had to stop for several weeks. You know, it actually does, that actually works, because yeah. caterpillars, yeah. you know what it is. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Construction. Yeah. Oh, the cons- oh my God! Yeah, yeah I was, it actually works. It does work. Wow, works uh, really well. Oh, and uh, last note: the toy line was banned in every major market except Austin, Texas, for some reason. Hmm. And uh, that's it. Yeah, hell that yeah. Is, that is our remake yeah. of Tank Girl. Holy uh, shit! Could you imagine the Tank Girl toy line? That'd be so cool. There'd be so many accessories. You would have to do it at like one so of those, uh, the G.I. Joe doll scale. So you could have all the different outfits. Or a hot toy. That was one thing that it was at the, at the beginning about like uh, the movie that I forgot to mention is she, she does like multiple outfit changes per scene. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's uh, awesome. And that's that's the hell of cool. I mean, it just shows, you know, she's got a righteous sense of style. She you does. Know? She uh, does. She's, always, she's uh, like, how can I look as cool as possible? Um, and actually, if they were going to do the toys, they would have to make them like the three three-quarter inch scale. Oh, definitely. A tank. Oh, because oh, they're oh, happy yeah, to be yeah, a yeah. tank. You wouldn't want to make a really big-ass yeah, fucking yeah. tank. That's true. That's true. Oh uh, Alright, so we've gotten a prequel, sequel, and remake. It's time for the only segment that comes up uh, when we have a guest, which is spin-off. Um, spin-off! This is the second spin-off ever in this several episode-long history of this podcast. Yes, the, 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 the lore of the, the prequels, the sequels, and the remakes. Yes. Um, Savvy? Yeah. Oh, God. Rumscone. Oh, it's John Depp. Um, so, Scott Hanchu, are you ready? Spin off. Oh, people are wow. pissed about that fucking Harry Potter movie. Yes, people are really. <laughs> I mad. keep seeing his picture showing up as like the main icon, and it's like, ah, oh, he looks like shit. Oh, I mean, just, I know he's a bad guy in the movie, but still. Well, just to specify, I understand why people are mad, but yeah. but, but it's just funny. Yeah, like you said, Scott, seeing his like face and promo material, yeah. it's like, why are you, why are you doing that? Yeah, to be why? fair, people are mostly mad about Harry Potter now. Like the Voldemort snake was apparently always like a Japanese woman. Like the whole time. Oh, I'm t- yeah. Tired of all thing. this retconning or whatever. It's like, what? okay, JK Rowling, okay, like you can stop now. It's she, fine. She, she was trolling us the whole time because if you look at the first two letters of her name, 
she's fucking joking. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> well, I like the fan fiction I read about Harry Potter where he got two cult pythons and totally just demolished all the Death Eaters. I feel like they would have figured out guns. Yeah. Yeah, they would have been like, look, <laughs> look, look, early look magic on. is cool, but let me show you this uh, this gun. <laughs> It will, it, it will just take care of this right now. There's no need to belabor this point further. Magic. Don't you think Dane Cook would have made a good ripper? Uh, no. Yeah, he actually no. has like the perfect facial structure for that no. like midway between a man and a kangaroo yeah, thing Dane going Cook on. Is like, so, that's like, that is a good point. He's yeah. so goddamn obnoxious. I would be so annoyed. And, and, and you love uh, ice you guys, you guys ever You guys ever yeah. jump across the outback? You guys just ever jump across the outback and, oh and, and, and you have a pouch? You have a big fucking pouch, and it's like, a what tank, am I going to put in that pouch? The goo? hit her in the face. A tank hit her in the face. In the <laughs> facial region. In the, in, the, in the region of the face. Repetition is comedy if I yell. I heard the tank exploding, so I came out. Anyway. Uh. Shit, I, I, I really want to weigh in oh on this, God. but it's just been so damn long oh since God. I've like paid any attention. It's for the best. Yeah, I, I can't even best. Like, like make fun of him. He's as still, far as like, I'm concerned, he's still waiting. He's still... Oh. <laughs> he's not in still waiting, is he? <laughs> no, he's yeah, not. Yeah. No, yeah, he's not. He's still waiting for the what? fucking sequel, Yeah, it's the dude. sequel. He was in waiting. Oh, fuck it. Yeah. Whatever. Um, <laughs> Whatever. So we can't do that because it has a sequel. Oh, good. oh man. That's <laughs> oh. too bad. With, what's his name? John Michael Higgins. All the... Classic, that, yeah. classic that movies. That one guy who's in things. <laughs> yeah, with yeah. all the classic movies we got lined up for this uh, season three lineup, I'm, I'm really saddened and shocked <laughs> now that that just waiting is uh, not <laughs> oh, something that we yes. can uh, use. I mean, in the you show guys anymore. can do double team. Yeah, that's uh, fuck yeah, Brock. He's thinking outside the box. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, let's, uh, let's let's percolate on that. Uh, we, we need to bring. We need to get that Andy Milanakis vehicle <laughs> back in people's headspace. All right, so uh. just to refresh people with spinoff, you can basically take the take the film and translate it to every, any medium you want. It could be a video game. It could be a Broadway show. It could be a breakfast cereal. It could be um, a tie-in with Denny's. It could be whatever you want. It's a fucking spinoff. Colonos- colonoscopy bags. Oh, well, it's not going to be that. But We're going to talk after this episode, Desmond. But Scott, what have you <laughs> spun off to? The apocalypse is coming. Soon, Earth will become a dry, lawless hellscape. But does that mean we should disregard all the feminism has taught us about being decent? Hell no. Hi, I'm Torbid Grusler of Torbid Grusler magazine. <laughs> right now, I want to show you the ins and outs of a very special deal for all you preppers out there. <laughs> a, a prep kit that will have your ass looking fly, original, and cool, while also insanely functional. There are dozens of good prep kits out there, but none like this one. If you're the type of person who digs function and fashion, well, I want to show you exactly why the Ultimate Tank Girl Prep Kit is the prep kit for you. Let's start with the essentials. In the desert-style scenario of a post-apocalypse, you know, they say water is power. And what better way to get your daily eight glasses of power than from the corpses of your enemies? The Ultimate Tank Girl Prep Kit comes with a top-of-the-line water extractor thingy. <laughs> Simply, you know, kill someone, <laughs> jab this in their back, and our patented vacuum filter technology filters use a highly advanced reverse osmosis technology that turns essential fluids from a dead person 
into vital water for you. Bang, stab, suck, boom. Water. Simple. Pretty neat, huh? <laughs> now a lot of preppers are into firearms, and I'm no exception. Except, normal guns are so boring and practical. They're basically all the same. Flat, black, matte, metal. Bullets go here. Killing goes there. No flare at all. Well, uh, not this time. Yeah, the ultimate tank girl prep kit comes with a fucking gun covered in obtuse bits of stylized plastics that add nothing, and I mean nothing, to the functionality of your rifle. <laughs> Rather, they add a distinct flavor to your shooting style for you and you alone. It makes you an individual, and that's cool. That's something we should be celebrating. <laughs> Buy a gun. <laughs> Christ, God. <laughs> now, after any length of time in a Mad Max-style wasteland, you're bound to be covered in soot from explosions, blood from yourself and others, and all manner of dust or grime from general lack of bathing and required aesthetic of the environment. It can get pretty gross. That's why the Ultimate Tank Girl Prep Kit comes with your very own pop-up sand shower. Just add sand and give yourself a shower. <laughs> with sand. <laughs> like a chinchilla. It goes without saying in the Neo Outback, you'll be needing to do a lot of sleuthing to keep tabs on your enemy bases. With our patented thermal imaging goggles, you'll be able to detect heat signatures for up to 10 miles away. Plus, there's all sorts of little 90s plastic toys glued to it. It's a real riot. <laughs> now you're thinking, Torbid. The ultimate tank girl prep kit sounds so completely functional and stylish. It must cost a bundle. And what I'd say to that is, can you put a price on your survival? Before I tell you what it costs, let me tell you about what else comes in the kit. A PVC pipe periscope, lightweight and highly useful. Regular scissors with plastic on them. Snip, snip. <laughs> Five candy necklaces, a universal adapter, 10 road flares, supplements, collapsible cigarette holder, ear piercing gun, supplements, clapper metal spike ball, portable camera thing, is it a cell phone? Is it? <laughs> 15 various troll dolls. An Etch-a-Sketch. Fuzzy dice. A rape whistle. A lot of creeping dudes out there. Just saying. Pepper spray. Bear mace. And a crossbow with 10 steel-tipped arrows. <laughs> A standard size neon patchwork paragliding parachute. And of course, a big old box of fucking whippets. Because getting high is fun, and they'll all be gone before you know it. <laughs> all of that, and I mean all of that, is yours for the low, low cost of $5,999. <laughs> When you think about what you're getting, let me tell you, 
pass a heck of a deal. Now, you aren't going to be rolling out there naked, are you? Of course not. Now you don't have to worry, because we've got your ass covered, figuratively and literally. Introducing the ultimate tank girl prep kit, Desert Badass Wardrobe, filled with all manner of totally unique punk and alternative style duds and attachments with over 10,000 unique combinations. Help make sure the legacy of intense neons and wacky adornments is preserved into the lawless, dismal future of desperation, hardship, and pain that awaits us all. In addition to clothes, the Ultimate Tank Girl Prep Kit Desert Badass Wardrobe comes with a pair of totally badass steel toe boots. Definitely in your size. Like, for sure. <laughs> Order now and get a free big ass bomb bra signed by Tank Girl herself while supplies last. I hope you're calling in right now to buy the Ultimate Tank Girl Prep Kit. I really hope you are. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity to ensure that if or when patriarchy resurfaces after the fall of man, you have every resource available <laughs> to you to smash it back down into little pieces where it belongs. And I know you're probably thinking, but Torben, the patriarchy poses an existential threat. How can I possibly smash it? Are you ready for it? Because right now, for an additional $8 million, <laughs> you can buy your very own refurbished tank. It's a fucking tank. You can smash anything with a tank. Buy a fucking tank. So what are you waiting for? If you wait until shit hits the fan, you will have waited too long, my friend. So stop waiting. You're not Tom Waits. Call now and get the Ultimate Tank Girl Prep Kit right now. And save yourself the embarrassment of looking like every other panicky tweaker tearing around the sand dune in modded vehicles. I'm Torbett Grusler, and I'll see you on the other side. Yes! Yeah. 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 I love that, Scott. Oh, um, wow. Um, <laughs> because you actually do see, um, you know, Walking Dead prep kit. Uh, uh, oh, uh, oh yeah. wow. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, uh, or not oh, prep kit. Did, like, yeah, yeah, like survivalist, like, crap. Maybe not kit, but like, like, yeah. booklet, or like, you know, right. like, how to survive the Walking Dead apocalypse, how yeah. to survive the world of mad. You, you here's see this like, machete that's also a shovel. Yeah, here's you buy me. it for the zombie apocalypse. Right, mm -hmm. right. No, I'm going to get that. And I'm yeah. sure if Tank Girl were a bigger property, they're probably. Oh hell yeah. Like hell yeah! They're a few years too early for all that add-on stuff, but yeah. that's why I'm here to, uh, you know, bring you guys all of the fancy new gizmos and gadgets that you're gonna want uh, within the span of four years, apparently. So, uh, Torb Torbid Grusler. <laughs> yeah, Torbid Grusler. I thought I'd, I thought I'd bring him back because I just, you know, I something about him. Where, get it out of my wait, head. where was Torbid before? He was uh, one of the reviewers for last last week's episode. Oh, for the Wreck It Ralph episode, yeah, which yeah, everyone yeah. already listened to. was like, to that has enjoy. to be like a real name, and I was like, no, I just not. <laughs> Torbid Grusler. Yeah, uh, Torbid will return. Uh, and diamonds man. are forever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. Um, is it ever like? Is there any other slaves in the Tank Girl world except for Tank Girl and Jet Girl? 
I mean, there are. They just don't show them really. I have to imagine have, like, that the infrastructure compound. is there. Yeah. You know? Obviously, well, people are pretty used yeah. to the but idea. That's one thing. And you know, I said earlier, I, I do like the movie, but like, I will say, the, the world building is fucking trash. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. It's like, how are people always living with like not being any water? How are they? Not, how is like there <laughs> any humans left? Was there not like two hundred people left? Post apocalypse, but we have brand spanking new military shiny gear. Yeah, it's just not really what I get. Maybe Mad Max and like shit like that. Fallout has like just ruined me to think everything should sure. be dilapidated. But yeah, no, I get that. Um, well, Scott, that was a wonderful spinoff. Um, well, thank you, thank you. I, I'd say this has been another successful episode. I don't, cool but you know uh, what? You'll just disagree, disagree, dude. dude why, do, why are you, why are you fucking undercutting us at the end of the episode? Because I'm evil. Um. Yeah, every, uh, you know, wow. Wreck and Ralph thought us anything is that we need bad guys, apparently. Apparently, yeah. we need bad guys. Uh, um, uh, uh, um, um. No, this episode was fucking awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. we're absolutely hilarious. Uh, um, and, and another thank you to our guest, uh, uh, Brock Wilbur. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Brock. Uh, where can, <laughs> thanks, guys. Where can they Where can they find you on the internet? I am at Brock Wilbur on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everything. Uh, BrockWilbur.com. Hell yeah! Hell, hell yeah, man. Um, well. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, you know, just go to the iTunes or whatever podcast network you use, subscribe, leave a rating or a review. It all helps. Um, if you want to give us a little donation, just go to prequelsequelremake.com. There's a donate button right there. We also have a link that says support. It'll take you right to Amazon for through our affiliate link. Whatever you're normally going to buy on Amazon, just buy it then. And then we get a very insignificant but not totally insignificant amount of that purchase um you know it all helps keep the podcast going and um what do we have in store next week guys who knows well i'm not going <laughs> to give away too much but i do feel a winter chill coming on i would say i do feel uh, 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 a certain level of frost i would uh, say it's uh, not uh, no exterior so i don't know i'm not going to say too I'm getting much jacked for it yeah, you, yeah he is yeah. getting jacked for it. i would say it's not no man i would say it's snowman you know if you know what i'm saying I'm saying michael keaton's going to be in a blues band for <laughs> well, five minutes well and, we're just giving it all away and there, then but, immediately but, fall yeah. off a cliff and die unceremoniously are all musicians really flaky yeah but his beautiful wife kept him away from the loving son it's okay it's okay it's okay thanks for giving me a second chance to be your dad are all musicians really flaky yeah